Welcome to the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best doubles strategies to improve your game and win more matches. I'm your host, Will Bocek. This podcast, my website, and my weekly newsletter all focus on the goal of better understanding the sport of doubles and helping players like you improve faster through actionable advice that you can use in your very next match. My goal is to provide the best doubles strategy resources in the world. And to do that, I study, analyze, and work with players at every level of the game, all the way up to the ATP and WTA tours. If you enjoy this podcast, I've created double strategy products that go even deeper if you want to take your doubles knowledge to the next level. At the end of this episode, I'll explain more about them, or if you want to learn more now, go to thetennistribe.com slash products. Here's today's episode. In this episode, I talk with one of the most requested guests on the podcast to date, uh, and that is Katie McNally. Katie is the number 75 singles player in the world. Uh, She is number 19 in doubles, and she has made the U.S. Open finals in doubles uh, back-to-back years in 2021 and 2022. Uh, This is a very brief conversation because Katie was super busy playing singles here at the ATX Open, but uh, we were able to ask her what she feels like she improved on over the last few years. Um, I've personally seen a a dramatic improvement in her game, uh, and I ask her a lot about that. Um, We also ask about playing with different doubles partners, how singles has helped her doubles game, uh, and then her defensive volleys. I think she probably has the best defensive volleys in the world. Um, so I asked her where she learned that, uh, and it's it's kind of a funny answer that she shares with us there. Um, so I'm hoping to do a round two with Katie at some point, but this should give you uh, some brief insights into Katie McNally, what makes her tick, um, why she's such a good doubles and now a singles player as well, and what gives her inspiration. So without further delay, enjoy this conversation with Katie McNally. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today we have the number 75 singles player in the world, number 19 doubles player in the world, and back-to-back U.S. Open doubles finalist, and one of the most requested guests for the podcast, <laughs> finally on the show, Katie McNally. Katie, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm, I feel honored to be, to be wanted <laughs> so badly. <laughs> so we're here at the ATX Open. You're through to the second round in singles. Uh, how has Austin been so far? Yeah, um, I, haven't, I haven't been here for too long. I got mm-hmm. in pretty late two nights ago, uh, so I haven't had much time to explore. I've heard nothing but good things, though, about Austin, the city, University of Texas. So hopefully with my day off today, I can go explore a little bit and just see what the city's all about. Nice. Awesome. I'm sure you'll uh, enjoy it. I lived here for a while, and it's a really great town. Um, so I watched you play a couple years ago at World Team Tennis. This was in 2021. Okay. And there was a match. Uh, you came up against Kim Kleisters, and she was just on fire. Oh, yeah. And you remember this? Yeah, I think it was my birthday, too. Oh, yeah, it yeah. was. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so she was on fire yeah. and gave you not such a nice gift for your birthday. Um, and I remember watching that, and you were playing doubles as well all week, obviously, with the World Team Tennis. And then I watched last night, and you look like a top 20 singles player. What is the difference in your mind between Katie McNally 2021 versus Katie McNally today in 2023? 
Yeah, I think for me, it's just a, a belief factor and kind of believing in myself and my game a little bit more. I feel like my game is very different than a lot of girls out on the tour, and it's just taken more time to develop. And I have a lot of tools in my toolbox, and my mom and everyone surrounding me has always told me, you know, you're going to have to lose some tough matches, you know, probably hitting the wrong shot at the wrong time, but eventually you're going to figure out which shot to hit at the right time. And I feel like I've just learned a lot um, about my game and just maturing as a person off the court as well has really helped me and just kind of realizing like, it's just a game at the end of the day. Like, I feel like I always used to put so much pressure on the winning and losing part. And now I'm just trying to enjoy myself. And I mean, I'm at a career high, so there's nothing to worry about out there. I'm just going out there trying to enjoy myself, play my game. And these tournaments all lead up to the big ones like Indian Wells and the Grand Slams. So that's where I really want to, you know, play some of my best tennis. Awesome. So, Katie, you've won 13 career doubles titles um, on the WTA and ITF with 10 different partners. How do you um, how do you adjust your game playing with so many different partners? And what does the game plan look like, like when you're talking to a new partner mm-hmm. about to play together? Yeah. Whenever I'm playing with someone new, I always just try to make them as comfortable as possible because I've played so much doubles and I'm just really comfortable out there on the court. I can play either forehand or backhand. So whenever I'm with someone, again, new, I'm I always let them choose what side they want to play on, what they think they're more comfortable on. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, you know, if it doesn't work out, we can switch after the set. You know, there's no problem. We can work through it. Um, That's the good thing about doubles is, you know, there's always another set to play and there's a tie break to play. So if things don't go well the first set, you can always, you know, adjust and regroup for the next set. But yeah, just making them feel comfortable. And I always try to pick someone that I know wants to try to be aggressive and is an aggressive player because that's how I like to play doubles. So um, if I can get them to, you know, maybe come forward or serve and volley a little bit, um, I feel like that's always a benefit. And for example, like last week um, when I played with Diane Perry, we have never played together. And I feel like by the end of the week, she was serving and volleying a little bit more and trying to get to the net. So I think I just try to open her up to kind of doing those types of things and yeah, just making them feel comfortable and allowing them to just go after their shots. When I've played with people that I've never played with before, when they tell me, you know, just go after the ball, just go after whatever you see, you feel a lot more free and you don't have like those expectations to live up to something else. Interesting. sounds like you're kind of coaching your partner on the court there a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So obviously you've focused a lot on singles over the last year. Some tournaments you're playing uh, just singles like here in Austin, some mm-hmm. tournaments you're doing both. How do you feel like, um, since it seems like your, your doubles career took off first and then yeah. now your singles career is, is, um, improving a lot. Uh, how do you feel like your doubles game helped as you tried to develop your singles yeah. game more? For sure. I think even throughout juniors, um, I always did extremely well in doubles. Um, I feel like I still still did well in singles, especially in some of the USTA, like bigger events, winter nationals. I won when I was, I think, 12 years old, 12 years old in the 14s mm-hmm. and then getting to the finals of French Open juniors. So I always knew there was potential, but I just think um, maybe again, it was like a belief factor in the doubles um, and I was extremely confident out on the doubles court. But I think over time, um, doubles is extremely important to help your singles. You know, you get you can't replicate those 
pressure moments, the deuce points, the, you know, the returns when you're up 40, 30 and you're trying to break serve. Um, I think, yeah, just over time, it's, it's all the same shots, you know, you're serving, you're returning, there's, there's pressure here and there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely helped. And I've always kind of looked up to players like someone like, uh, Jack Sock or now Akrejikova is a great example someone sure. who was so good at doubles and you did not hear you know very much about her in singles until French Open when she won that year and now she's having a great career in both so it's right. it's definitely possible and I think you know the doubles game really help helps out the singles game especially for me yeah definitely um, so two quick questions and then we'll let you go uh, one I, I was talking to a, a doubles coach a few years ago and He's asking me, um, we were just chatting, like, what do you think of Katie McNally? And one of the things I told him was, when you have a short forehand against most doubles teams, you want to just take it at the net player. Yeah. But that's not the case with Katie. Because if you hit your short forehand at Katie, she has some of the best defensive volleys I've ever seen. And she's going to get it back and you're going to rush the net and then the ball's going to be by you and you're yeah. screwed. So you <laughs> have to go to the baseline player. <clears throat> Is that something that just came naturally to you or something like you rushed the net more when you were a junior player and you just developed that skill? What what do you make of those um, defensive volleys that you're so good at? Definitely giving credit to my older brother, John. Uh, Um, (laughs) Yeah, he played at Ohio State and growing up, I was always practicing with him him, and he was launching balls at my head like every practice. (laughs) So I didn't really have a choice except to stand up there and put my racket up and not be afraid. So credit goes to him because now, yeah, for example, even in world team tennis, when I'm playing against the guys, I don't mind when they have a forehand and they come at me like I'm not afraid. Um, I might, the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm probably going to get hit, but I just... I just try to stand up there and hold my ground and yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. We're at seven minutes and 40 seconds. So I know you got to run. Um, so we will, uh, we'll stop here. Um, Katie, hopefully we can do a round two at some point and uh, good luck in your match tomorrow. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the doubles only podcast. If you're interested in diving deeper into any topics I discuss, I've created double strategy products that allow me to bring you more podcasts and other doubles content without relying on paid ads. I have ebooks and courses that help you make better strategic decisions during matches and become the smartest player on the court. Go to thetennistribe.com slash products to learn more. You can also join my free weekly double strategy newsletter that includes video lessons and more on our homepage. If you want to connect, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email me directly, will at vtennistribe.com.